and it's called the land of the brave. The whole world knows our name. One Hello and welcome to the Woke is Broke podcast. I'm your host, as always, Joshua Stanko, and welcome to a special bonus episode this Tuesday. If you saw yesterday's programming, you know that I was hoping to cover some of the events regarding what's going on in Canada right now, but we just ran out of time. Uh, so instead, we're covering it today. So uh, the trucker convoy in Canada. I'll give you guys a quick recap if you've been living under a rock for a little while. Basically, there are a lot of truckers in Canada who feel that the vaccine mandates for them are unreasonable, that it's unreasonable for the government to demand that they take this, this vaccine just in order to work, right? Because their job entails them sitting entirely alone by themselves in the cabin of a semi-truck for thousands of miles. Not to mention, a number of provinces all over Canada have already started to pull back their vaccine mandates anyways, but not for the truckers, right? So what do they do? They park their big semi-trucks on the road, they block the road, some of the bridges, they're protesting, they're holding up signs, they're singing kumbaya. Seriously, this has been a stellar example of a legitimately peaceful protest. Not like the protests of 2020, sorry, the protests of 2020 that were fiery but mostly peaceful. No, there have been no accounts, to my knowledge, of violence at these protests whatsoever. Spare a couple of small ones that come from members of Antifa who drove up there trying to cause violence. These have been legitimately peaceful protests. The only thing that they're calling into question are the vaccine mandates and Justin Trudeau. And guess what? Guess what? How did Justin Trudeau take that? Did he sit down with the truckers? Did he try to negotiate? Did he try to uh, effectively ensure individual liberty? No, he enacted the Emergencies Act, which is a fancy way of saying he enacted martial law dictating that he gets to control travel, that he gets to mandate tow truck companies to forcibly remove these trucks under threat of five years in jail or massive fines or both. He gets to allow banks to freeze the accounts of members of this trucker convoy, as well as the people who donated to them, as well as the people who donated to them. He's decided that he is king and that right now he needs to restore the credibility of the government by effectively erasing any sense of individual liberty that exists in Canada right now. And what's happened since last Wednesday, last Wednesday when we last touched on this, um, the trucker convoy for all intents and purposes has been effectively disbanded thanks to this overwrought, just power grab by Justin Trudeau. And before we get into it, I, I just want to play the little clip of Justin Trudeau saying what the Emergencies Act is not. We're not using the Emergencies Act to call in the military. We're not suspending fundamental rights or overriding the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. We are not limiting people's freedom of speech. We are not limiting freedom of peaceful assembly. We are not preventing people from exercising their right to protest legally. Okay, so he says we're not calling in the military, right? Unless 
It's police who are effectively armed and uh, attired, the same as military, marching into the streets one by one. He says, we are not suspending fundamental freedoms. Let me ask you, is it a fundamental freedom to not be trampled to death while unarmed by a police officer on horseback? Oh, come on through. Come on through. What is happening here? Wow, what is this lady doing? They just trampled that lady. They just fully trampled that lady. They just fully trampled that lady. He says, we are not limiting people's freedom of speech. Let me ask you, is it considered an infringement of the freedom of speech when a unarmed female journalist is beaten with a club and then shot at point blank range with a tear gas canister? Yeah, I know, it's it's graphic stuff, right? And just so you're aware, when she really started screaming in that video, it wasn't from the Billy Clubs, it was because, just slightly off camera, another officer shot her, again, at point-blank range, in the leg with a tear gas canister. You better believe that that is gonna hurt. He says, we are not limiting people's freedom to peaceably assemble, unless you're an unarmed woman, in which case the police can throw you to the ground and beat you over the head several times with the butt end of a rifle. Or unless you're an unarmed man who the police can throw to the ground and knee and kick and punch and push. He says we are not preventing people from protesting legally. Unless you're protesting peacefully and legally with the trucker convoy, in which case police can use stun grenades and tear gas and pepper spray. And what's more, they can freeze your bank accounts, whether you're a member of the convoy or whether you're just a mother of four who donated 50 bucks to the convoy. And what's more, Cops involved in all of this, guess what? They can smile and laugh about a man being trampled to death in these peaceful protests. Thank you, guys. What? They, they killed someone. Who died? The guy that got trampled by the horse. He's dead. He's dead? He's dead. dead. Do you shrug your shoulders at that? Someone dies, you're smiling.
weeks, nobody got hurt. You got a smirk on your face, man? You guys caused the violence here. That's horrible, man. That's shameful, dude. Now, I need to be clear. Um, a lot of focus is on Justin Trudeau right now, but I think there needs to be an equal amount of focus on these uh, cops. Now, if you've seen this show, you know that I grew up around cops. All right, I applied to be a patrol officer back in my hometown in New Hampshire before I decided to continue pursuing school, right? I did the written, the physical, the oral board, and all that, passed the flying colors, was put on a list of eligible applicants to be hired later on in the year. Didn't end up happening. But I have nothing but the utmost of respect for law enforcement, legitimately, truly. All right, I know that these are people who wake up every day and put everything on the line every single day. Not just their life, how about their dignity too? They risk everything and they get spit on, they get cussed at, they get shouted at, they get slandered in the news, online, face to face. You have no idea the kind of abuses that these people have to take on a regular basis, but they take it and they do it all. Why? So that we don't have to. So that we can live in a society that has some sense of safety, that has some sense of the rule of law, thanks to policing. But what we just saw, that isn't policing. What we just saw, those aren't cops. Those are not cops anymore. Okay? Because, when, because the badge means something, and because an oath that you take to protect the property and serve the citizenry of the town and municipalities that you represent all right, that oath means something. Those institutions mean something, but they cease to mean anything when you do crap like that. These are not cops anymore, any more than the police in Australia are still cops once they started ripping people out of their home and dragging them off into COVID camps and then fining them and keeping them there indefinitely if they try to leave, even if they test negative for COVID. These are not cops anymore than the police in China are still cops even after they started disappearing people, torturing people, executing people, raping people. These are not cops anymore. And I don't believe in collective punishment. I don't believe in generalizations. I'm talking specifically about the police that we've witnessed in these videos and any police who support that kind of behavior, either directly or indirectly. And what do I mean by that? What do I mean by that? If you are a police officer in Canada Guess what? Even if you weren't part of the marches on that, you still have a moral obligation to stand up and to speak out against that. That is your moral obligation. And if you do not, you are actively supporting them in your silence. And, and, and do I believe, do I believe that, that all the cops out there in Canada agree with what's happening right now? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I do not believe that for a second. Do I believe that all the cops in Canada right now smile and revel in the death of innocent protesters. Absolutely not. I do not believe that. Do I believe that all the cops in Canada agree with Justin Trudeau's directives? No, I do not. But guess what? It doesn't matter. And I know it's going to sound hyperbolic as hell, but guess what? I'm willing to bet, in fact, I know for a fact, that there were a number of Nazis in the Nazi regime who were not down with Hitler's directives, who were not down with the orders that they were given. But they did them anyways, to protect themselves, to keep their heads down, to not, to not stir the water, right? But we don't have any sympathy for them. And why is that? It is because cowardice is not an excuse to enact or to enact or support evil in any Form and everything that we just witnessed, everything we are witnessing now that is going on in Canada is evil. 
And if you are an officer and you are holding a badge and you want that badge to keep meaning something to you, you have an obligation to speak up and to stand up and to protest and to join these people and support these people in their fundamental rights. And if you don't, if you let cowardice prevent you from doing that which is right, you either don't deserve to be wearing that badge anymore, or you are no better than the people who are up there running over people with horses. Moral obligations exist, and they matter, especially if you are wearing a damn badge. And the best part about all of this is that it doesn't end. It doesn't end with the trucker protest. It doesn't end with the trucker protest effectively being banned at this point, right? It's essentially over. Now do I know that? Because the, the chief of police up there, right, Steve Bell, he had this to say when questioned about what you're going to do about truckers who decide to put down their picket fences and, and, and <laughs> their picket fence, who decide to put down their picket signs and, and go home. He had this to say. Can you elaborate, like, if the protesters at this point, uh, you know, uh, retreat and go home, uh, are they going to be getting sort of repercussions down the road? Are you going to be sort of actively pursuing the people that you've been sort of documenting and filming who are still out there protesting? What are your plans after this, uh, after the protest is over? Thank you. It's a great question. And the simple answer is yes. If you are involved in this protest, we will actively look to identify you and follow up with financial sanctions and criminal charges. Absolutely. We, we, this investigation will go on for months to come. It has many, many different streams, both from a federal uh, financial level, from a provincial licensing level, from a criminal code level, from a municipal breach of court order, breach of court injunction level. It will be a complicated and time consuming um, investigation that will go on for a period of time. You have my commitment that that investigation will continue and we will hold people accountable for taking our streets over. Right, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you just leave. It doesn't matter if you give up. It doesn't matter if you even do it what you're told, right? That isn't good enough. We're gonna come after you anyways. We're gonna freeze your bank accounts anyways. We're gonna throw you in jail anyways. We're gonna ruin your businesses anyways. We're gonna take away your jobs Anyways, they are not affording these people any kind of an out because they don't want to give them an out. They want to make an example of them, right? Not BLM, right? Not BLM. Again, burning down police stations, burning down courthouses, burning down churches, taking over several square blocks of Seattle, billions of dollars in property damage, ransacking I don't even know how many businesses. None of that was an insurrection, by the way, mind you. Not even burning down police stations and courthouses. Not an insurrection. Not taking over se several square blocks to Seattle. Not an insurrection. They won't do anything for that, right? Because has there been any kind of follow-up for the people involved in any of that rioting? Has there been any kind of prosecution against them in the U.S. or in Canada? No. No. But they will for this. They will for this, right? Because it has nothing to do with the rule of law. It has nothing to do with justice. It has everything to do with Justin Trudeau, who is a weak and ineffectual leader clinging to power like every other damn coward throughout history by suppressing individual liberty in order to advance his own political agenda and increase his own political authority. He is seizing powers that he was never given, that he has no right to, in order to cram down his ideas of the way the world should be on everyone else living there in Canada. And if you have the audacity to speak against it, even in accordance with the law, you will still lose everything.
And those police officers that we saw in those videos, again, they are not cops anymore. They are militant members to a fascistic regime. Plain and simple. You could say, oh, it's not a fascistic regime, right? He was only temporarily enacting the Emergencies Act, right? Wrong. Wrong. Guess what? They just extended it. They just extended the Emergencies Act. Doesn't matter that the trucker convoy is effectively over at this point. They're still holding on to that power that he had no right to take in the first place. So no, it's not over. It's not over. It is a fascistic regime now. And this is just the natural progression of leftism at the end of the day. It started in Canada when they started controlling free speech, because there isn't free speech up there, right? It started with them jailing comedians, right? It started with them telling parents that you have to honor your child's perceived pronouns, and if you don't, you go to jail. It started, it progressed with, with them saying that uh, churches or religious institutions or schools teaching students that heterosexuality is in fact the the natural default sexuality for humankind, that that is now a form of conversion therapy, right? And that you can lose your non-charity status and you can go to jail for that. And it was with arresting priests for, for holding mass in the midst of COVID while pot shops were allowed to stay open. Right, and it just started with a simple request. We just wanna take a little bit of power in order so people can be a little bit nicer together not tell mean jokes, and look at where it's gotten. It's because once you give them a taste of power, it does not end. That demand never goes away. They will keep taking and taking and taking and cramming their bl blatantly immoral views of the way the world should be and cramming it down your throat. It never ends. It never ends until eventually it, it leads to what we're seeing in Canada. And the natural progression after that is eventually it'll cave in on itself, as every communist dictatorship eventually does. However, there are gonna be a lot of people who lose their, not just their freedoms, but their lives along the way, if history is any sort of lesson as to how these things eventually progress. But how do we stop it from getting there? By speaking up, by calling attention to these evil atrocities and by doing everything we can here in this country to make sure that it doesn't happen here. Maybe it was always a lost cause in Canada, right? They don't have a constitution protecting their rights. They don't have freedom of speech. They don't have a court system to uphold their constitutional rights as we do here in the U.S. So maybe this was what was always going to happen no matter what. Maybe. I know it was something worth supporting all the same. I know it was something worth drawing attention to all the same, worth praying for, worth supporting financially if you could. I know it was something worth fighting for, even if this was always going to be the end result. I do know that. But it doesn't have to be a lost cause for us. Right now, there is a trucker convoy assembling in the United States, headed towards Washington, D.C., to stand up to the politicians who have decided that they are better at running your life than you are. That is happening. A trucker convoy is happening. And we absolutely need to support it. We need to ensure that it grows. We need to stand up to the tyranny that is breeding in our country so that we don't end up like Canada. What was it like? For those who fail to learn history are destined to repeat it and all that. This isn't really even close enough to history. It's happening right now. 
We need to look to that and say that, no, we can't let that happen here. We have some advantages that the Canadians don't have that allow us to protest more effectively if we wanted to. And we need to. We need to. We need to make sure that our trucker convoy, if it grows and well, we need to make sure that it does grow, but that when it happens, it does not cave in on itself, that it is felt and it is remembered in the same way that the civil rights marches were. Right? And that sounds hyperbolic, but it's not. It's not. Everything's on the line now, too. When the president decided that he was going to force companies to fire people for not taking medicine, that is when everything is on the line, plain and simple. And as far as, um, so I do have one more point, as far as calling out this sort of stuff and drawing attention to it, um, I have to give credit where credit is due. Uh, Evangeline Lilly, she uh, is an actress, works for uh, Disney. She plays in uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp as the uh, Paul Rudd's female love interest. And, um, you know, she is, she is Canadian, and she, had, she did have some inspiring words regarding the situation in Canada right now. Canadians, even those who you disagree with, treating them with prejudice, suspicion, and illegal repression is not care. Protesting something that deeply, deeply concerns you in our society is not terrorism. It is the civic duty of every Canadian. It is our job as the people to hold our leadership accountable if they are infringing on our inalienable rights, if we suspect that they have become corrupted or compromised in any way, or simply if we think they're wrong in monumental decisions they are making on behalf of their people. But you are treating my brothers and sisters, your constituents, like terrorists, without ever speaking to their leadership. There are no riots. This is not a violent protest. There is only a mass of deeply concerned citizens at your doorstep who you refuse to acknowledge for what they are, your people. To everybody listening, everybody, people who disagree with the mandates and people who agree with them. If you think that the person on the other side of this divide is your enemy, please take time to get to know them. Listen with an open heart to what they're really saying. And remember that we're all humans who get scared and feel pain. And most of us are just trying our best to build the brightest future for the next generation and the happiest, most fulfilling, most peaceful and healthy today. Don't let the press brainwash you into division and hatred. The antidote to prejudice is knowledge. Because of the algorithmic way your Google searches are filled, it can be very hard to find good information on the other side. Ask someone you know. If you could share five things with me that would explain your point of view, what would they be? I want to listen to them. This is what I do, and it has kept me sane through all of this insanity. Listening is the only way out of the ideological mess the media has broiled us all into. May cooler, wiser, more loving heads prevail right now. The future of our society depends upon it. Right, so good on her. Good on her. And I know leftists like to think themselves the, the virtue, the virtuous ones, the brave ones, the ones who put everything on the line, right? Like Demi Lovato releasing her song, Commander-in-Chief. 
she's out there talking about how brave she is she doesn't care if she loses money or followers you know in order for her to stand up and express her political views on donald trump like she's some sort of damned hero no no being a hero implies that there was actual risk to the actions that you took and evangeline lily right now is actually taking some risks right because she makes presumably millions of dollars working for Disney in the Marvel movies, right? If they fired her, and there's certainly a risk of that, given our political nature and given the political nature of Hollywood, they fire her, that's gonna hurt. That's gonna hurt. As an actor, having opportunities denied to you for your political beliefs, that freaking hurts. There's a reason why there's a lot of closeted, lot of closeted conservatives in Hollywood right now, right? When these morons get up at the Academy Award and dedicate their award to the oppressed and to the minorities, you want to know who the, mi who the real minorities are in Hollywood? It's Christians and it's conservatives. Plain and simple. Just sycophants. But no good on Evangeline Lilly for, uh, for standing up and for speaking out. It's important. It's important that we encourage that kind of behavior. It's important that we draw attention to what, she, to what she's doing and do our own form of that in our own small ways. But in any event, that is the rundown in Canada right now. Um, just an ugly situation overall. I wish that there was something more hopeful I could share on the matter, but um, I, I honestly just don't know if Canada can come back at this point any more than Australia can. I, I just don't. Um, I would just encourage you to Keep your thoughts and prayers with those in Canada right now. And if you're not the praying sort, to pray all the same. There are people up there who are standing to lose everything right now, and they deserve all the support that we can get, no matter how small that might be, no matter how small the gesture might be. But in any event, I am your host, Joshua Stanko, saying stay safe, guys, stay informed, and God bless, as always. We'll catch you next time.